Hello and welcome to Ready to Grow, the business podcast for business owners across the eastern region. We are on season two and everything to do with season two is around the visitor economy. So if you run a business in the tourism, hospitality or leisure industry and you're based in East Anglia, this is the place to be. The Ready to Grow podcast is brought to you by Nurture Marketing, an east of England full service marketing agency based in Norwich, Norfolk. I'm your host, Rashenda Smith, founder and managing director of Nurture Marketing, and Ready to Grow is designed to help businesses like you grow. Did you know that we offer a half-day marketing strategy workshop designed to create a marketing campaign for your business for the entire year and an operational plan broken down quarter by quarter? For just £500 plus VAT, we'll come to your offices or you can come to our boardroom at the Leopard Print Lair and we will thrash out a marketing plan that will be tailored directly to your business. For further information, simply head over to nurturemarketing.co.uk and we'll be in touch. Hello and welcome to episode two. I'm your host, Rashenda Smith, and as you know, season two is all about the visitor economy. I'm here today nestled in 350 acres of land on the Western Longville Estate at Royal Norwich. I'm joined by the lovely and very tall, may I say, John Kerr, CEO. Hello. Hi, it's lovely to be here and thank you for having me on the podcast. Absolute I'm pleasure. Forward, I'm looking forward to showing you around Royal Norwich and giving you all the insight into what we're doing here. Fantastic. Now, we're very lucky today. It's not raining. No, it's not raining. And I did think it was going to be cold. colder. It, it, mm, I'm, I'm going to go with cold. Have you got your thermals on today? No, I spent too much time in the cell, so I'm not really great <laughs> with the cold anymore, to be fair. I did say to John, this is much more loose women than it is Jerry Paxman. So Which I is ho- much better for me, because obviously being grilled wouldn't be fun. No fun, especially no on a Friday morning. <laughs> I feel like um, you're, I'm meeting a famous person because I, I know so much about, I feel like I know so much about you, but perhaps the listeners don't know much about you. So w- tell me a little bit about your background. How did you become the CEO at Royal Norwich? That's a very good question. I um, Well, I left school at 16, so my journey into employment was actually through an apprenticeship scheme in IT and medical engineering at North Sea General Hospital. Um, I started my first business from there when I was 19, which was in IT. And then from there, I um, was involved in uh, hedge fund finance and equity finance in the city. Uh, that went through my 20s and 30s. And then I actually sent me retired to Norfolk when I was about 38, 39, which was great. I became a member at Royal Norwich when we moved over here in 2019. Um, I absolutely adored the place, and I think it's just a stunning place to be. From there, I was asked if I would uh, step up as a member director, which means I was here to represent the members on the board which I did, and very soon after that I was asking for a step of a CEO, which basically meant running the estate, and I'm delighted to be here doing this and having your own Lego set, or SimCity is quite fun in the end, to be fair. So, so what yeah. drew you to Norwich in the first place? So I actually came out here to do some due diligence on a company, um, and I actually just love the place. I think it's just an amazing place to live. It's very safe, it's very calm, um, it doesn't feel as frenetic as London, where I spent most of my life, and it just feels like the right place that I want to be, so... Yeah, I've, I've totally settled here. I'm very, very happy being in Norfolk. So, John, tell me, where? what is in front of me right now? This is the new paddle court. So, we've one of the, I think we are the first paddle court in Norfolk, or certainly the second. There is one over at Dis, but it's a long way from Norwich. So, 
basically this is the fastest growing racket sport in the world at the moment. What is paddle? So paddle is a cross between tennis and squash. So basically it's very much like tennis except for the ball can also bounce off the glass walls that you'll see around you. So it's actually a really inclusive sport. It's always played as doubles on a court this size, which means that there's not as much movement as there would be in say tennis or squash, which means that people can be involved in it. So it's, it's quite inclusive in that people who are of different standards can actually have quite a lot of fun playing it, whereas obviously with a lot of racket sports, you've got to find people that are very, very similar standards or there's not much of a game. So it's hugely inclusive. It means that families can play, you know, the older gen demographic can continue to play racket sports. They can come so, and play with know, their grandchildren. They can come and play with their grandchildren. The and that. we see lots of that going on, which is great. And the intention in the future is, as we grow, so we've just started doing some group social sessions. So basically, three hours in the evening, and we're going to run them during the day and at weekends. Um, some good quality paddle players have started to um, support the club because they'd like to see it grow. And we'll get, I think we've sold out the first four already. So if anyone wants to come along and obviously learn how to play paddle, there's a little bit of tuition, just a little bit of fun. It doesn't matter if you've never played before. You can just come and enjoy it and try and see how you go. No rackets needed. We've got all the equipment. So people are more than welcome to come and try it. Hmm, I might have to take you up on that. That'd be you quite a good like welcome. business networking thing. That'd be great. Yeah, yeah get some clients that along. That's great. And we've had suppliers. Yeah, so we've had people like so Foster's a uh, solicitor, oh, know them partner. well. Fabulous people at and Foster's. They're brilliant guys and girls. So they they're going to bring the guys up, guys and girls up for a, a meeting, and then they're going to obviously play a bit of paddle, there's a bit of a social. Perfect. So it is a great thing to do. And the intention is as we move forward to add more sports to the estate. Because the, the longer term goal is to obviously create a country club atmosphere where there's lots and lots of things to do so we can engage with families. Although golf was the first pillar that was built as part of the, the move to the site, the intention is longer term to obviously add more and more sports so that people can come and just enjoy this as a country club. So Royal Norwich is known for golf, but obviously just walking around here, there's so much more here. So if, could you enlighten the listeners as to what other facilities are here on site? Of course I can. Um, so obviously we've got the paddock court, which we've just talked about. We have an 18-hole championship golf course. Um, and along with that, we have a six-hole golf course. So we actually are branding this Golf 60. So you can broadly play Golf 60 on the six-hole course in about an hour. It's a totally different stand, uh, type of golf in so much as the course is slightly shorter, so it suits beginners and, um, and juniors. But it's also a great practice ground for better golfers or golfers who are more experienced. Um, the intention of this is not to just supplement the 18 hole, but it can be a totally different experience for families that maybe want to play golf together because it doesn't take too long. Four not hours, four is, a hours. Long, four yeah, hours exactly. is a long time for a lot of people, you know, in terms of people being time poor, you know, you've got to really love golf to be able to play for that long. But actually as a sport, the mental health benefits, the exercise that you get from it, it's low impact. It's such a, a positive thing for people's, um, lifestyles and mental health yeah and mental fantastic, health exactly right? yeah fantastic because it's a social sport we do it together we very rarely play it on our own you're out in the, the fresh air and it, it's just a, a nice place to be so we're really trying to look at how we can get more of the community to engage in some level of golf because of those mental health benefits now i must stop you here this is a beautiful building so we have arrived i guess at, would this be the rear or the front 
um, entrance of the house. This is the front entrance of the original house. So it's a large red brick building with stunning sort of gothic style doors in, into the into the venue. So in terms of history, the original Royal Norwich actually wasn't on this site. Is that correct? That is correct. So this was on Drayton High Road in Helsden, and that was in 1893. It was. Long, long time ago. Um, but then in 2017, the club relocated here. And I believe, word on the street, that it was completely redeveloped by some golf design legends, European golf design. That's correct. And Ian Poulter, Ryder Cup legend, opened it. He did, yes. And he's uh, still a complimentary member, I believe. Oh, lovely. So, yeah. so he's always welcome back to see us here. So as as we're meandering round now, there's actually people on the golf course. I don't know what else I was expecting. Of course they would be. Um, this looks like putting. This is the so we we have a separate putting green, and then we have a, a full practice facility which provides for chipping and putting. So yeah, the, I'd say the practice facilities are uh, the best in Norfolk oh. and stretch at this point. And obviously over to your right, you've got the driving range. Yes, love um, a bit of driving range action. One Again. of the fun things is the driving range has got top tracer, which makes it an immersive experience because they've basically got screens that track the ball, so people can play fun competitions, they can play courses as if they're actually at Wentworth or at the old course at St Andrews. Um, so it makes it quite a fun thing to do. That's cool, embracing technology. Exactly, yeah. What I like about rural Norwich is that you've already mentioned two things where you've kind of adapted to what the market wants so for example um, the paddleboard and also as you said with the new technology with your tracing of your golf balls there is absolutely amazing so obviously it's quite competitive especially in Norfolk there's quite a few golf destinations so how do you position yourself to stand out from all the other regional attractions here? It's a very good question um, I think we're very fortunate here that we built a course that was specifically designed for championship golf. So we sit in our own little bubble, I suppose, in terms of what we offer here. It's the longest course by some stretch. It's designed for, you know, right up to the, the top level, the elite level of golf to be able to play tournaments here. Um, and the reputation of obviously the designers, as you say, has given us sort of an edge, I guess, in that way. Um, the thing is, there's a lot of golfers in Norfolk as well. Um, and there's room for lots and lots of different golf courses. Uh, you know, while there is obviously, you could use the term competition, we actually work really closely with the other golf courses um, because actually we all want the betterment of golf. And people that love golf, they like to go around lots of different courses, don't they? Of course they do. And, you know, there's That's some beautiful places up on the North Norfolk coast. You know, some fantastic courses that have been around as long as we have, if not longer. Um, and people love Lynx Golf. You know, Norfolk is a, a hub for golf, really, for people incoming to the county. You know, it's quite a large part of our tourism as well. People come in just to play golf. You see a lot of that. Now, John, where are we right now? So we are now in the yard. This looks like a very stables. modern part of the so house. This is, very, this is a very modern not part of the house. So this was built um, as we actually moved over here. So the intention is that this is the main hospitality space. So this is where we run big events, weddings, um, receptions. And this is the stables. And this is the yard in the stables. The yard in the stables. So the whole building sort of um, the stables and then we have obviously the different rooms within the stables and this one we call the yard. This is nice, beautifully light. I can imagine this would be great for say business networking or afternoon teas. Yep. Very nice. One of the things that stands out to me that Royal Norwich offers compared to some of your competitors is that real sense of community. Do you want to talk a little bit about that and how you're trying to be more inclusive? Absolutely. I um the entire ethos that I'm driving towards is to make Royal Norwich an inclusive members club for Norfolk. 
I think the opportunity to have something this beautiful that everyone can enjoy, whether they want to play golf or whether they want to enjoy the hospitality, whether they want to play other sports, is a huge benefit for everyone in Norfolk. Um, Royal Norwich is a not-for-profit, so we reinvest everything that we make back into the club. I had no idea. Yeah, so we're not a commercial entity in that, in that respect. We are here. We're not a charity, but a not-for-profit. So everything that we make will go back into the club. So the intention is to use all of the money that we make to better Norfolk in one way or other. Amazing. Now, I would like to talk a, a little bit about employment here as well. Yes. So you've, you've got 350 acres. So how many, how many people does it take to, to run that green outside? So to run the golf course itself, you're talking about 13 to 14 people. And then right. how many people do you employ as a whole? So we've got about 70 people. 70 people. And do you find it difficult to recruit good people into the industry or is, or are there lots to choose from? How do you find the recruitment landscape? I think that we, had, I think like all hospitality venues, in fact, all, all businesses during COVID, there was a very significant shift in people's, um, work, how they wanted to work, you know, um, remote working came along, hybrid working. I think we all had that challenge, but I do feel like as we've recruited sort of in the last 12 months, the market's freed up somewhat and people are actually more dynamic in the way that they're thinking about their job. So at the moment, I will touch wood when I say this, I feel like the recruitment market's certainly getting easier for a business than it was. One of the trends that I've noticed, particularly in the visitor economy, which I think is a really good trend for recruitment, is kind of that over 50s age demographic, because actually at 50 plus now, you're not ready necessarily to retire and people work until their 70s. And if they've got transferable skills that they've had in a career, then why not bring it to the visitor economy? Yeah, and and people love being, you know, I think one of the things we're very fortunate about is a lovely place to work. So people do love being here. It's got a nice atmosphere to it, you know. We've got that really nice mix. We are open to the public. Anyone can come here and eat whenever they want. You don't have to be a member, which I think is really inclusive. You do not have to be a member. But we have a lovely family atmosphere because we do have people who are here, you know, with that lower age demographic. We have a lot of families that come up, you know, that want to come play golf or they want to do paddle or they come for the scholarship. So going back to what you say about what is the long-term sort of ethos of Royal Norwich, what we really want to see is this become a family destination where people enjoy it together. You know, that's why we want to bring the age demographic down and make sure that people know that it's just somewhere that everyone can come. That's why we built the paddle. That's why we put the gym in so that people have multiple opportunities. To Are we going to go and see the gym? Yes, let's go and see the gym. Because I need to work out. I put on quite a few pounds over Christmas, so it's going to put me through Christmas. my paces. Now, tell me about your strategic partners. So I thought this was cool. I had a look on your website and it looks like you work with a, a couple of different businesses as strategic partners. So what's that all about? Um, so as I came into the business, I thought it was really interesting that Royal Norwich has got a very strong brand, which I think we talked about. And um, what I would have, what I wanted to do was be able to use that brand in a positive way for the businesses directly in Norfolk, carefully chosen to obviously support them in providing um, marketing to their to the wider community. Obviously, Nor- Royal Norwich has a. Ooh. Ooh. Here quite we are. A wide demographic. This looks very new. Yes, this is the gym. Love it. I so, mostly my doing because I'm an avid gym goer, so I play a lot of sport. I certainly used to play more than I do in the winter this year, but I love the gym. I, and for me, health and well-being is such an important thing for everyone, our members, and the wider community. 
there's not a lot of gyms this side of the city, so having this accessible to people is really important for me. It's so useful, isn't it? I always say, say as a business owner, when I when I go to the gym, it's about kind of switching off and not being able to be contacted for half an hour, 45 right. minutes, because you're always asked a million questions, aren't you, as a business right. owner? And just to get some headspace and the endorphins, always a bonus. This is looks very new. When did the gym go in? The gym went in about June this year. Ooh, very so, yeah, good. So the intention was to obviously help with everyone's health and well-being and, and it's the this is the start of the journey towards those different pillars of sport that can be here with the paddle. I, th- I think one of the things that other businesses who are listening to this who work in the visitor economy could learn from Royal Norwich is diversification. So obviously renowned for golf, but actually you are diversifying and becoming more of a community hub, which I think are two major strengths. that is strengths. a very good way of putting it, yeah. I think that, you know, every business needs to think about how they can engage with more people in hospitality. Um you know, we have a very strong membership base from the golf, but you want to broaden that and, and broaden horizons of who uses a site. Um, and the broader the, the broader the appeal, the easier it is to attract more people. So, yeah, that's why we want to build more and more attractions. Now, one of the things you mentioned to me earlier was weddings. Yes. So I didn't realise you can actually get married here. So not just get... use it as a, an after party. Well, I got married here, would you believe? Apparently you were the first wedding. I was the first official wedding, yes. Yeah, I so... heard this on the internet. So we'd had quite a lot of um, receptions here, but until I came, we didn't actually have a wedding licence. So that was one of the first jobs that I did when we got here. Amazing. Well, I got here. So, yeah, and then um, it just turned out that it was me that was the first. So that was quite funny, really. Ironic, I don't really know. You <laughs> kind of go, okay, then. As long as you're still married, it was, then it's all going well, isn't it's it? It's all going perfectly well, yeah. <laughs> yes, absolutely amazing. So it was a lovely reception. Yeah, it's fantastic. It's just a lovely place to get married, you know. Now, this is really As cool. As we walk past here, you'll see on your right the fierce kitchen. So this is where we do our cookery demonstration. This is amazing. It's an so open kitchen. So actually, so open kitchen when you're in this area, you can see your food being cooked. That's right. And also, this is where we'll do our cookery demonstration. So... We have a number of mission star chefs who come up. So, Dalton Blackerson's up here on the 5th of March doing a cookery demo. Liam from Stoke Mill will be up here probably a couple of months after that to do his cookery demo. So, we just do it as an inclusion. So, we want them to have the opportunity to be able to obviously use the facilities. It's great for them to come up here. And, you know, again, it's about supporting local. And partnership working, isn't exactly, it? Exactly, yeah. Joining up. And the same thing with the strategic partners. All we're ever looking for is how can we help them engage with the community? Because those local companies that really want to support a, a hub like Royal Norwich is becoming for people, we want them to be able to piggyback off the back of that. And obviously, it's great for us and it's great for them when we're dealing with the right brands. So who are your strategic partners at the moment? So at the moment, we have uh, Foster Slitters, who we already talked about, Porsche Centre Norwich. I saw some Porsches out you the front. You did see that some Porsches. Sense. So we have a lot of Porsches kicking about. Um, Bisclick Media, who are a really um, interesting online... Um, publications, publications, really? brochures. Um, Prolec, who are our electricians. I saw a van outside. You did see They're a van outside. Here doing their, their good work. Yep, Woodford's Brewery. So we are, Ooh. yeah, so Woodford's. Local. Lo- again, we, you know, our, our strategic partners are directly about engagement with the local community. Love that. So all of them will be of some local, um, Link. Sexual link, if you like, yeah. So exactly. where are we now, John? This is cool. So this is conservatory. So this is very much our sort of quiet room where people can come and obviously maybe have afternoon tea. Beautifully decorated. Yeah, it's lovely in here. Nice and calm. Peaceful room, isn't it? Do you do a lot of afternoon teas? Yes, we do do a lot They're of popular. afternoon teas. Yeah, really popular. 
I guess you can do them seasonally, can't you? So you do can, that yeah. yeah, we change one, them, yeah, we just Valentine's. change them every quarter, exactly. Got that coming Christmas. up. I'm very single, so can I bring my cat? Yes, you, yes. you can bring your cat, yes. Because you're inclusive. We are inclusive. You don't discriminate. You do not discriminate. Wonderful, wonderful news. Well, I've not seen a cat here. I've seen plenty of dogs. So we do allow dogs as well. I've not seen any cats. <laughs> Maybe my Jack, my Jack could be the first. was a little bit on the push by, but it was on a lead. This is amazing. This room, it reminds me of kind of like Henry VIII's living room. There's a huge um, fireplace here with a roaring log burner, some beautiful panelled walls. What kind of things is this room used for? So the Perone room is where we do our fine dining experience, which is run on one or two Saturdays of the month. Um, we also run any private events that are sort of up to 40 in here. It's available for people who have small parties that they like to do. We're doing a lot of baby showers at the moment, a lot of um, birthday parties. And one of the interesting things that everyone's welcome to do is we have a stables membership. So stables membership is £50 a year. And what that allows people to do is they get all the rights of a member without being a golfing member. So they get 15% off food, 10% off I'm retail. In. So it's just an easy way for people to obviously get good discount and actually you know, use this place as their members club. And that money goes into not-for-profit activities. Exactly. And there's absolutely... And you don't have to be. You can just... Play as you come. You don't have to have any kind of membership no to come and play. But it, uh, be here, but it's that option for people to obviously save a bit of money and put themselves forward to be part of the club. Um, obviously, we have a mailing list where we have a lot of events. We've got comedy night coming up in so March. Keep an eye on your events. So keep an eye on the events. They're on the website, and sign up. obviously, you're more than welcome to sign up to the um, mailing. So, 2024. What's on your to-do list? So, 2024 is the year of building for us. The intention is that we will start the process of building accommodation. So we are in the process of looking at planning at the moment. Oh, accommodation. So there will be accommodation coming. Um, there's a sort of a five-year plan in terms of strategy will be accommodation. Now, that could be a hotel and or lodges or both. So we will see how that goes. That um, makes perfect sense to me because if people are getting married here... Yep. They exactly need some that. overnight accommodation. They're coming for a golf weekend. That's right. And we're also right next to Raw. So our friends over there. So it's actually, Lemweed is fast becoming, especially with their planning permission to potentially start their work to create a national rather than regional destination. So at the moment they're a regional, so they're expecting people to come from within sort of a two hour window. They're going to multi-stay visit, uh, multi-day visits. So again, our accommodation will be multi-purpose for those people as well. Um, and my big one for, what I believe Norfolk could really, really benefit from is a spa. Oh, yes, please. Yes, please. So I do think that that is very, very high on our agenda for... You, you can count me in already for the spa experience. So for my last question, for any owner of a business in the visitor economy, what would be your one piece of advice for, for them for 2024? I think believe. I think we've all... We all know that there was a shrinkage in the market during 23 due to the cost of living, you know, increases in interest rates, inflation. But I do feel like we'll have to come out of that now. While interest rates remain high, they have actually stabilized now, which means that people have got used to their spending patterns. And I think we all just need to realize that while we may not have significant, we may not get back to the levels that we were before. I think this year will be a better year while people are more stable in their thinking about what they're going to do. I think day-to-day -day spend maybe dropped off for all of us where people were making a decision. So people, for us, people still appear to come to events and do significant things to enjoy their life. But maybe that day-to-day -day spend, the coffees maybe dropped off or going out for lunch just because you were there, maybe a little bit less. Um, 
we still had a growth in percentage revenue during 2023, which I personally was very, very, you know, amazed by. To be honest, I would have thought it would have dropped off, but I do think that we all shrank. Now I would have expected a bigger growth. So I just hope that this year people have got to the point where they're like, actually, we'll just, we know where we're at now. So I would say diversification, which is what we also just said is, I think we all need to think a bit smarter, not just keep banging the same drum. You know, every, everyone's looking for something new and something interesting. And that's the way to engage the populace, I think, in Norfolk at the moment. Fabulous. Thank you so much for your time, John. I wish you all the best for 2024 and beyond. Uh, if you want to subscribe to the podcast, please do. It's available on iTunes and Spotify, as well as the Ready to Grow website. I've been Rashenda Smith and you've been fantastic. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in to the latest episode of the Ready to Grow podcast. Please tune in every week for your latest update on what's happening around the east of England in the business world. 